0: And my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 140, and tonight we're taking a look at the techno-thriller I Lived. It's time to start the show right after this fabulous announcement from another fabulous podcast.
1: Hi, this is Toppy Smelly. I do a podcast that comes out about once a week. It's called The Smellcast. And I like to think of it as sort of a personal journal podcast that, uh, well, collides... With fantasy What the hell does that mean? Uh, uh, well, uh, that's sassy Uh, he's sort of And uh, a sentient computer A laptop, actually Hello, Um, dear, what's going on? Oh, this is my great aunt Uh, Tappy Danielle Rather recently I was trapped in a mirror dimension For over 12 years Uh, yeah, pretty much My name's Walter Snicker Snicker I have amnesia And I don't really know who I am Yeah, that's true Uh, My name's Billy I'm Walt's nephew Uh Uh, I like to dress in girls' clothes, and when I do, I call myself Dolores. (laughs) Um, hello. Uh, My name's Dallas Cody. I'm a very handsome young man, and I live next door to Toppy. I may or may not be a serial killer. All right, excellent. Uh, There you have it, folks. It's the Smellcast. (laughs) Yeah, you can find it on iTunes, or you can go straight over to (laughs) thesmellcast.com. We'd love to see you there. All righty, then. The Smellcast. (laughs) It don't stink all that much. (laughs)
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to be back with you again, and if you're new, welcome to the group. It's good to have you here. We've been getting a lot of new likes lately, and that makes me a very happy little Patrick. And it's a good Patrick to for me to be, considering I'm not doing well. I don't know what's been the matter with me. I, I don't feel well. I am creatively blocked. I am emotionally blocked. And it's been very hard for me to sit down and do this show. However... I know from past experience that I will feel better after I talk to you guys for a while. I always do. And I'll start having fun. So this episode is therapy for me. So just sit down and ask me questions like, how does that make you feel? Or just sit there in silence like my fucking therapist doesn't ask. nothing. just stupid. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. It's not the point right now. That's not the part right now, but let's focus on some of the good things that are going on. First of all, I wanted to say congratulations to frequent guest of the show and world-famous actress Elena Acker because last month, Elena finally got back! looks so beautiful. Not that I was invited or anything, but the pictures are gorgeous. She's showing off this 1920s realness and she is just glowing. I could not be happier for you. Twice on Sundays, Elena Anker. That's a Ryan Case murder mystery joke. Which if you didn't see, that's too bad. She knows what I mean. Love you, baby. And also, hey, good news. Good news. Remember Dana P. Rowe? He was on an episode a long, long time ago in which he came on and talked about, among other things, his off-Broadway musical, Zombie Prom, which is very popular in the regional theater circuit now and especially in high schools as a special high school version and it was made into a short film as well starring the one and only roof paul roof paul roof paul ru roof paul. Roo paul well double big news for dana because zombie prom has been picked up to be made into a full-length theatrical release hollywood motion picture <laughs> Congratulations, Dana. I'm so glad that you're going to get to share your work with even more people because I love this show more than I could possibly say. It's got something for everyone. And like I told you before I even knew you, when I went to see the show, I sat there in intermission and said, I never want this to end. But in reality, I'm grateful that it did because if it had just gone on and on and on, that would have just been, well, gross. You would have kept rotting. It would have been nasty. It wouldn't have been quite the happy ending. I don't want to find out later when... You know, Toffee wants to explore water sports or all the other weird things that happen when people get married. Speaking of which, Dana just got engaged to his boyfriend, Andrew! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Marriage quality. All that good stuff. You guys are adorable. And I'm so happy that you found someone who makes you so happy. And you make him so happy. And everybody's happy. We're so happy. You're so happy. Just as long as you stay happy, we'll stay happy. That was really off key. And I don't care. I'm so filled with joy. And I hope nobody has any more weddings or good news. Because I am out of sound effects music. What do you think I'm made of? Audio clips? No. I'm made of duct tape and hot glue and a whole lot of glitter. I don't know what any of that means. So, let's talk about the new pussy in the house. As you know, I got a new cat. Her name keeps changing. Her name keeps changing. I can't seem to settle on a name. Well, she hasn't told me her name yet. I've been calling her Smush or Smooch. Depending. I'm going to have to decide on one or the other. The thing is, she responds well to Smooch. But she does this thing. Whenever you get near to her, she just starts rolling on the ground and showing her your belly and being adorable. And I'm like, oh, look at her being all a smush. She's smushing around. And so smushing seems to be what Smooch does. So I don't know what to do there. However, she's a big girl. She's a big girl. I don't mean she's fat. She's a very large cat. And this girl can not eat. She can eat eat like nobody's business poor little Sebastian's like one third of her thighs and he thought he was king of the castle but not anymore but the thing is I was watching her eat once and I thought maybe I should call her Sophia because all of a sudden I thought of Oprah Winfrey in the movie The Color Purple when she was like Sophia home now. We gonna eat, and it just dives into her plate. But you know that I don't. Sophia doesn't seem like a good name for a cat. It's not a cat name, not for me. But she's fitting in very well. Her temper tantrums have gotten less and less. Um, thinking of harness training for her to take her outside because she's so big. She's got so much energy, and she wants to hunt all the time. If she wears me out. That maybe if I can wear her out, that I don't know what I'm saying. Ayaka said, "I'm babbling." Because I don't know what's going on, and I feel weird, and all this other stuff. Oh, hey, I got cast in a show. I'm going to be doing a show in August. I will have further details later on in the month. But let's just say I may be naked on stage. So if you're in um, the New York area on a weekend in August and you want to see my wiener, well, let me know. I'll hook you up with the comps. Or if you can't make it that weekend, I'll just show it for you. I'll just show it to you in a back alley somewhere or on the subway or really anywhere you want. I'm not particular. Never been shy in that sort of a way. I'm babbling. So, uh, is anybody else watching Scream the series? I've seen the first 2 episodes so far and I so far See, I'm so off. I can't pronounce things properly today. And no, that's okay. That's okay. I saw the first 2 episodes and I had to say the first episode I hated. I thought the opening was fantastic. And captured a, a nice sense of the series, but with a nice twist to it. I liked it. And then there was the rest of it. Acting, terrible. Exposition dumped on you in buckets within the first five minutes. And you know this whole backstory about the killer from 15 years ago is going to mean absolutely nothing. And it bothers me that we're spending so much time on it. And that the whole big surprise about that has already been revealed and was really so obvious anyway. Wow. Taylor Leone is really the girl that the killer was obsessed with 15 years ago. Well, we I figured that out immediately because I'm very smart. But the second episode I thought was a hell of a lot better, a marked improvement. So if you gave up after one, at least tune in for another few because I know from my own personal experience being a world-famous actor myself that the pilot episode is usually wonky. That's the one that's produced before the show gets picked up, which is why a lot of times like everybody's hair is weird and there might be a character who gets changed out When the show actually picks up that kind of thing. And then the first three episodes is, it takes like three episodes for people to, the show to find its groove. So I have some hope. I do have some hope. I've also been watching Wentworth on Netflix, and that's an Australian prison thing, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it because I had to say Orange is the New Black really disappointed me with its third season. I mean, come on, there was no threat. It was like summer camp. Oh look at those wacky cute prisoners! Waha! No, no, they're bad people. There should—that's what made the first two seasons great—was that you got to learn these, learn about these women through the filter of the ever-present threat of violence, and that was not here this season at all. And just everybody was cute. And then at the end, spoiler, when they all break out of prison to go swimming, what? What? That might have been a great finale in another movie or series, but not this one. Come on now. Let's get real. But Wentworth is making me very happy because, 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 I have to thank Nathan Johnson, who recommended it to me when I was complaining about Orange is the New Black. So I started watching it, and I suddenly realized, oh my God, this is a remake of the Australian series Prisoner Cell Sale H, which I used to watch with my mom when I was a kid. She, let me, she loved that show and she let me stay up late and watch it with her. I don't remember anything about it except the theme song at the end. But I was watching the show and I'm going, okay, it's Australia, women's prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, all these women are in cell block H. I wonder, don't they have any other cell blocks in Australia? And then there was a scene where her main character gets put in solitary and the woman next to her is singing the theme song from Prisoner Cell Block H. He used to give me roses. And I said, son of a bitch that's the only thing I remember about that damn show. This is the same show and I danced all around the room and I called my mom and made a complete jackass of myself and And that was that. And so I'd say check it out. If you weren't happy with Orange is the New Black, check out Wentworth. It's Wentworth, your time. (laughs) Ah, ha ah, ah. So I got to do this thing it wasn't a show per se it was one of these events and it was called remote new york now this artist he does it in cities all around the world uh he's done it in london he's done it in berlin and it's specific to that city and you go to a location and you get headphones and you're led around on this tour by a computer voice in my case it was a female voice and her name was heather and you get to look at your city in a different kind of a way from this aspect of a non-human being who has no emotions. And since she doesn't have emotions, she likes to manipulate yours and exploit them. And that's where the fun is. We started this historical cemetery in Brooklyn. She say, it starts off, she's explaining, I am not like you. I am nothing like you. And uh, I want you to take a minute to go... Find a tombstone over here in this circle, the island. Go, I'll give you a moment. Find a tombstone, everyone. Find your own tombstone. And I want you to look at it. And I want you to realize that that person underneath there was once like you, but now they are dead. I will never die. In fact, wouldn't it be interesting if I could absorb all of your thoughts and memories and that way, in a certain way, you could live on forever. After you died, what do you think the person in the grave you're standing at would say to you if they had all of their memories and thoughts preserved forever? And the thing is, the fucking gravestone I picked, I'm looking at, I, I it took me a while to find one because there's so many people involved. And it, it, when I finally found one that nobody was using, I looked down and it was Abigail Frankenstein. Died in 1873. Abigail Frankenstein? Are you fucking kidding me? I have to go find another gravestone. Granted, it was spelled differently. It was S-D-I-N-E. But it was still Frankenstein. Abigail Frankenstein. I think Abigail Frankenstein would come up and say, I'm not a relation to Victor. And just, what? What? I've got questions for you, Abigail. I don't care what you got to say to me. But the experience was pretty cool overall. Particularly because she was mean. I like that. For instance, I don't know how this whole thing worked because they gave you these special headphones and they only worked if you were in really close range of each other, if you wandered away too far. The signal will break up. So she'd be saying, she called us the horde. She's like, I need all of the members of the horde to stay as close as possible to each other throughout the course of this tour. I know it causes physical, I know it makes human beings uncomfortable to stand very close to strangers that they do not know. I know it makes human beings very uncomfortable to stand close to strangers. And that's why I'm going to make you do it. Because you are my puppets, and you will do anything I say. So I thought that was neat. So everything she was doing was always making you uncomfortable in some way? You might want to try to be at the center of the horde. For the people in nature, those at the Edges of the horde are the ones who are most likely to be killed and eaten. Funny girl. And occasionally she turns against, against each other. Par- one, uh, at one point we got on the subway, and it was a long time when we were in the subway. And we're in the tunnel, and she says, This is a very curious situation that I cannot quite comprehend. You are now 300 feet below ground level. Why aren't your instincts telling you that you are not supposed to be here? You are in the dark, in a dangerous place, in an environment that is not your own, and yet here you sit, comfortable, even bored. What would happen if something happened to the train right now? You as a species have learned to ignore your instincts and put yourself willingly into dangerous situations. What if there was a cave-in right now? What if we were trapped here underground in the dark? I want you to look at the other members of the horde sitting around there with their headphones and I want you to decide Which one do you think is expendable? In an emergency situation, who might you have to dispose of in order for the betterment of the horde? Have you picked one? Well, I want you to take another moment to look at the horde and try to figure out if anyone in the group picked you as the one who is the most expendable. Bitch, you're a bitch but no it was really cool I keep an eye out for anything called remote your city and I say do it it's two hours and you'll get to see your city in a new way and have a bitch named Heather telling you what to do and that was kind of hot in a gross kinky sort of way I've been talking much longer than I thought I ever would so I'm going to stop doing that and start talking with previously recorded material because it's time to start getting down to the movie show business after i play some music i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna play but i'm gonna play it something Mwah, cranky eddie flagrante reporting for expose magazine shocking news this week america small town rebellious teen johnny warner committed suicide early the morning of the 14th by hurling himself headlong into the mainway waste treatment silo of the francis gary powers nuclear plant Johnny, who spelled his name without the customary H, was said to have taken his life in the name of teen love, a tragic case of a hormonal imbalance resulting in a Class 3 nuclear disaster.
1: Hey, Toffee, why the grumpy face? Oh, no reason. You didn't seem yourself today at Pep Squad. And you dropped your baton three times at twirling practice. Sorry, girls. I guess I have my mind on things. Tell us about it Toffee Three weeks ago I told him we were through I did what my parents said to do They said enough Said he was no good He wasn't bad He was just misunderstood Three weeks ago we said plant three weeks ago they took my guy from me Where he goes? and bear-
0: So once again, thanks to Tony Timpone from Fangoria Magazine, I was able to attend a free screening of a brand new movie that's sadly not making the theater rounds, but is available on video, on demand, or um, whoever provides that kind of thing for you. And the movie is called I Lived. And that's I, little I, and that's little I hyphen lived, you know. Like an app. Like every app that came out when apps were first starting, everything was I this and I that and this that and the other thing. And this is I lived and this is the I trailer. Sort of. I'll explain later
1: i'm just not ready to move on all right after the way she treated you i never knew if i was truly in love you can't afford that place dude you don't have a job you spend all your time online playing with gadgets and video games and i'm reviewing apps because and i can make tons of money on youtube you know what man for a smart guy you're also pretty naive awesome! hey guys welcome to another edition of J in this episode, I'm gonna review a self-help app. You just input your goal in life in the absence of missions to accomplish it. You also have to film yourself with your device as you perform each mission. Let the experiments begin.
0: I'm not talking about relationships, dude. I'm talking about getting that scent back on you.
1: What scent? The scent
0: of the ladies.
1: I bet you're a kamikaze girl. Uh, uh. Hey, hang on, mate.
0: How would you like to have your own show on a site that has over 8 million viewers worldwide? This
1: has been JTech signing off
0: for Tecker TV.
1: You got the job, not because of some stupid app. Are you done with that? Yeah, I am. Mr. Luis, Mr. Luis. I sign on, do what it tells me and all this great stuff starts happening.
0: What did you think this was gonna be, really?
1: And the second I sign off, everything goes away. Where's mom? She's in a coma. You signed a contract, made a deal. I never read it. They never do. I know what a user agreement is. You didn't sign your soul away on your iPhone. This thing is real. I don't know what this thing's doing in your head, but it's not responsible what's happening in life. You are. You know, there are no shortcuts in life. Sometimes you just have to put the work in. Ew. Thank God I found this thing, because I'm ready to finally start living.
0: Now before we go any further, I'm just going to tell you, why did you say that was kind of the trailer? Well, I'm telling you, I had to edit it. Because, unfortunately, this trailer ruins the movie. I hate when people do this. The, the, The final shot is revealed. I mean, the big reveal is, well, revealed. What's going on, every twist, every turn is right there in the trailer. So do not watch it, because I'm going to tell you straight up, I recommend this movie. I liked it a lot, and I'm going to tell you why. So, it's the story of Josh, right? And Josh is this, well, wannabe YouTube sensation. He reviews phone apps on his show, and he is king of the nerd people. Actually, he's not even, he's the loser of the nerd people. He's just as geeky as you can possibly get, and... His videos are just painful in just the right way. I just keep going, please stop talking, please stop talking, oh my god, stop talking. He doesn't work well on an interpersonal level, his life is going nowhere, he's got no money, he's gonna get evicted from his house, until one day he's reviewing a brand new app on the show that's getting really popular all around the world and it's called I Lived. Now what it is, it's a self-help app. Well, first of all, like a dating app, you have to put in all this information about yourself and things like that, sign the contract, and put in a goal that you want to meet. And it will give you all the steps that you need to do to achieve this goal. The catch being that you have to tape everything that you do in order to get credit for it. Okay? Okay. Great. So... When he first reviews it on the show, things don't go all that well for him or the app. The goal that he set for himself was that he wanted six-pack abs, So he shares with the audience all of him, all the videos of him doing all his exercises and doing everything that the app tells him, you know, showing them what the kind of thing that the app tells you to do, how to eat right, and the proper kinds of exercises, but it doesn't work. So he says, "Ah, eh, it didn't work, but it was fun. I'm going to give it two stars. And then he forgets about it. However, he goes out... A bar with his friend one night And doesn't realize that the app is still running And the app gives him all the information he needs To talk to the girl of his dreams And next thing you know They're in bed together And the next thing you know, they're dating He's like, holy shit, this thing is great And he's like, maybe I Underestimated this thing So he starts putting more and more goals into it And he's achieving every single one of them He all of a sudden is getting a deal with With an electronics company A major electronics company To syndicate the show millions of dollars this that and the other thing and he's like "Uh, this is great this thing was a wonderful product i'm very happy with it delete and that's when shit starts to go very very wrong and he starts to realize that this app is not everything that it seems i loved this little movie here's the thing that i like about it first of all if you have non-horror fans in your family or in your fr- with, among your friends, or you yourself are not a horror fan, because I know you're out there, but you like a good suspenseful tale with a black sense of humor, this is it. It feels like a Twilight Zone episode. It's got a Twilight Zone Tales of the Crypt kind of feel like an extended episode of that, because it's all very moralistic, everything's kind of black and white, and it's about the dangers of getting what you wish for. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? And it's such a shame that the trailer spoils what's going on. Is the reveals, are things corny? Yes, but things were corny on the Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt. Think of it as a live-action comic book, like an old school comic book from the 70s. You know, House of Mystery, that's exactly the kind of stuff you would find in here. And it's great, and if you love Sideboob, this movie is for you. So much side boob. I love side boob. Who doesn't love side boob? It's all the fun of boobs without the boob. (laughs) The guy who plays Josh is incredibly charismatic. And despite me wanting to strangle him at the beginning of the movie, which is what you're supposed to want to do because he thinks he's so cool and he's not, I really loved him by the end of it. And I was very concerned with his safety and was very frightened by what he's turning into by the end of the film. And it's crafted in such a way that I think is really smart that even before he deletes the app, you know there's something very, very wrong with it. And he kind of does too because he's haunted by nightmares, these really, really ghoulish and very realistic nightmares. And at certain points... Often in the film, you don't know what's real and what's not real. And actually at a point you're like, is the real real at all? I don't know what's happening. And that's fantastic. Also, there are people hanging around his house now and following him around. Strange men in black who carry umbrellas even when it's not raining. There's a wonderful sense of dread and confusion that goes along with the movie. And that adds to the suspense and it's just masterfully done. I love this. This is a great rental. It's available on video on demand. Watch it, watch it, watch it, but do not watch the trailer. That's pretty much all I've got to say. This wasn't a very long segment. I'm sorry, but when it's good, it's good, and you can't talk about it. Oh well. Did anything funny happen? Oh yeah, sure. This was funny. I went with Mr. Bread, since it was uh, a tech thing. I thought, eh, maybe he'll like it. When I told him it was about an evil app, he got so excited. He gets so excited. His little monkey toes just started tapping all over the floor. All eleven of those toes were just like. With delight. So I had already watched the trailer and I was already sold on going even if I it Didn't look good. I was going anyway because hello free not the point right now, but I Was trying to find the trailer online for him to watch and I gave him the thing to Google the title to Google and We couldn't find it initially and then suddenly popped up I lived and the picture was a blonde dude And he looked enough like the guy in the movie that I said, yeah, that's it. This is it. This is it. Click on that. And we watched this trailer for about two minutes. And it was about a young man who was dying of spinal meningitis. It was a documentary. And then I realized, yeah, this is not it. This is, this this is, this. He's like, this doesn't look very scary at all. This looks very sad. But at least I know I guess he doesn't die in the end because it's called eyelid. No, no, Bradford. 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 This isn't the trailer. Let's go find it. Oh, here's the thing I wanted to say. I lived, uh, was directed by the same guy who did the Maniac remake, uh, Frank Calfoon, who I believe was a French director? I'm not sure. Let's just go with that. What the heck. That's actually what got my butt in the seat. When I saw the commercial, uh, the trailer, I said, Yeah, this is okay. It's cute. But then when I saw it was from him, I said, There's got to be something more to it. Because I thought he did an amazing job with the Maniac remake. So I said, I'm going to give this a try. I would have turned my nose up at this initially, but let's just dive in with both feet. Even if you have 11 toes or flippers, whatever you got, whatever you got, dive in. And I'm very happy that I did. But here's the thing. I went back and I read an interview with Frank Calhoun. and he said that the idea was for this movie, when it premiered, would be to tell the people, instead of turning your phones off in the movie theater, is to leave them on. I said, what, what does that mean? So I kept reading, I kept reading. And he was saying how long it took to film because they were doing this whole sync up. You downloaded an app for your phone and it interacted with the movie. And it was supposed – he said it took so long to come up with an experience that was not going to distract from the movie but enhance the movie that I am very, very sad that this didn't hit the theaters because I am very, very intrigued. About this concept. You know me. You know how I love interactive theater. And if you could breach this in a movie theater and have people interacting with their phones in a positive way for a change. I'm sure still assholes are still be like. Nah, 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 nah. I'm in this movie stupid. Why is everybody in this Because they're all assholes. And that's just the way life is. But what a bummer. And I've tried to find out more information on this. But it's just this one article that I think was on Bloody Disgusting or that other one. that other uh, that, Whatever the other fucking site is. I can't think of what it is. Dread Central. I can't recall, but what a bummer. But hey, it's still a great film without that. So if you like The Twilight Zone, if you like Tales from the Crypt, if you like suspense with the minimal amount of gore, but tons and tons of scares and fun and good stuff, then I Lived is the movie for you. Just don't download it, and if you do, be sure to read the user agreement, some email and correspondence that I received since the last show. I just am not up to doing it at this time. And plus, just to expedite getting a show out to you, I'm just going to let it slide until next time, which is going to be a big show. And you know why? Because it's the fifth anniversary show. Yeah, I've been doing this for five years now. Can you believe it? I certainly can't. It just seems like yesterday. And oh my gosh, all my trouble seems so far away. Then I did a show that's super gay. Something, something. Oda May. That was Whoopi Goldberg's character and Ghost, and really had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, like I said, I'm not. Well. Sinus is killing me constantly. Constantly having migraines. Stuff at home that I can't talk about. Which drives me nuts. But. Uh, that I can't talk about it. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Well, I have the stuff at home, but not the point right now. But yeah, and so I'm not on game at the moment. And as I'm putting the show together, I realized... Actually, I was supposed to have a whole other segment to this episode. I was going to review this rare British slasher called Don't Let Him In. Some of you probably saw that. I had posted it on Facebook and on Twitter that... That was going to be coming up on this episode, and I put the YouTube link for you to watch it so you can play along at home, and I recorded it, and only half of it's there. And at this point, I'm not going back and doing it all again, because that'll just keep the show away from you for another day, and it's already past the deadline, the due date, and I hate that. That does not make me happy, so we're just going to pick up our boy panties and just march forward into the night Apparently wearing nothing but panties. But hey, what else is new? It's summer. What the hell, right? It's hot. (laughs) Okay, so next time, we might talk about Eneman, but maybe not because it's already a little jam-packed because one of the things I want to talk to you about, this morning I got to go see an advanced press screening of the upcoming... Great school, gross-out thriller comedy called "Cuties." I know a lot of people have been waiting for it, and you're going to be chomping at the bit to hear what I have to say even more than those kids were chomping at their teacher's innards in the movie. Yes, and also, Dandy Darkly. I have Dandy Darkly in my can to talk about Picture Mommy Dead, which is also available on YouTube. Go Google that. Do a search on it and play along at home and that'll be a whole wacky show because he is a nut burger and it would really help if you watched the movie before he came on the show because his analysis of it is so weird that even I had trouble following where he was going but that's our dandy and we love him so um, get in your voicemails for the 5th anniversary episode it, the number is 917-720-2047 or you can write me at ScreamQueens.com and as always that's Scream queens with a Z You can like me on Facebook, you can do a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast and find out all the updates there, or you can do a search on Screamers, with a Z, and join the fan page, which is all you guys intermingling with each other in a big, sexy, gloopy, orgiastic mess. And that's the best kind of gloopy, gloppy mess in my opinion or you could just follow me on twitter which is of course scream queens that's my handle and listen on itunes and on stitcher and leave reviews there some of you have left some reviews and thank you thank you thank you i'll be reading them next time well i have one right here i'll just say that thank you tommy from toronto for your review what a fantastic headline all you need to know is the headline was more fun than a six-pack and a bottle of popper see i'm teaching you guys that's my line and i taught you straight boy yeah, I've taught a lot of straight boys that trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also next week, or next show I should say, we're going to announce the winner of Doug Shapiro's Win a Trip to Egypt But Not Really DVD Giveaway Contest for giving us the name of your drag superstar sleuth that would star in a upcoming Rude Dunnit. See what I did there? I'm probably going to get sued for that. And you know what? I don't care. She didn't make it up. Too bad. I got it first. So that'll be fun, too. So until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama said, Boo-hoo-hoo. I don't feel good. I have a headache. I'm creatively blocked. Boy, when I was your age, if I got blocked like that, I'd just give myself a barium enema. And I know you got that shower shop thing hanging in the bathroom, and don't you dare tell me it's for cleaning the cat box. Unless that's what you call your rectum. Bye! I
1: got hunting for witches.